0: Welcome back to the Positively Real Podcast. I'm your host and your coach, Brittany King. And I have a fun episode for you today. Switching things up, because if you listen to this podcast the day that it comes out, which is Halloween, October 31st, 2023, the Diamondbacks are going to play game four of the World Series. Now, I need to first say, I... I'm not a bandwagon fan. I'm a sports fan. I'm an Arizona sports fan, but I'm really into the Diamondbacks right now because my husband loves baseball and he loves the Diamondbacks, but he loves baseball in general. I mean, the guy does fantasy baseball. If you know anything about fantasy baseball, that is a labor of love. And he's the commissioner in his fantasy baseball league. That's how much he loves baseball. I'm pretty sure his ranking of love goes me, Ellie and Benji, and then trail running and then baseball and then the band fish. Pretty sure that's the, the hierarchy. Um, but I should just, have, this actually would have been a good episode to have him on the podcast. Cause I'm going to talk about the diamondbacks today and more about the diamondbacks but really about the underdog mentality, because I love underdog stories. I mean, who doesn't love an underdog story? Even if I wasn't an Arizona sports fan, I would be rooting for the Diamondbacks just solely based off the fact that they're an underdog. Anytime I'm watching a sporting um, championship, I'm always like, who's the underdog? Cause I'm cheering for them unless it's against my team. That's a different story, but let's be real Arizona sports, but they're always underdogs. And I will say at least our baseball team, even though it was 22 years ago, they are holding it down for us and our WNBA team. But anyway, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the underdog mentality. And I think that this is so important because we can apply this to any area of our life, not just in sports, but I love sports for this reason. I love sports because I love the mindset, the mentality that goes into it. I love the team aspect and it really can be applied to all areas of life. I mean, yes, I'm a coach and this is what we do. We love this shit. We love this shit because mindset is so powerful. Mindset is so powerful. So I'm going to talk about why the underdog mentality can be your biggest flex because chances are you might've felt like an underdog in your life at one point. I know I did. So let's start with what an underdog is. According to the Googles, it is a competitor thought to have little or no chance of winning a fight or contest. Now, I think that this can be brought in because I think this can be used across all different contexts, sports. Yes, but also business and even personal challenges. It really represents anyone who has a perceived disadvantage. So some of the characteristics of an underdog is there's lower expectation. Um, this means that you feel like you're constantly having to prove yourself. Um, but lower expectations lead to less pressure, which can lead to more growth because you're not focusing on meeting these unrealistic high expectations. There's also less attention. There's overlooked scrutiny, less criticism, which means it's a little bit of a lesser stressful environment. Uh, The other thing is growth. It allows you to grow. Lack of attention gives you the time and the space to grow and develop the skills that you need. Um, Another quality of an underdog is less resources. So you might not have access to the best resources. You might like if in the business setting, you might not even have money for extra help and support. So this gives you an edge because you have to get really creative at problem solving and adapt a unique approach to overcoming your challenges. And, you know, the Diamondbacks really hit all of these. And I just think as a, as a team, like they have always been an underdog. I mean, they were a very, young team. They were founded in 1998 and they've always just been an underdog. And this season in particular, the regular season, 2023, regular season, Arizona had won 84 games and lost 78. So there's nothing about their statistics that pointed to going to the world series. So being an underdog is nothing new to the diamondbacks. They have not been favored to win a single series or even a single game in the postseason. But that did not stop them from going nine and three, the MLB playoffs, and becoming one of the most unlikely World Series teams ever. Like this is freaking history. This is history. This is baseball history. And it is so cool to get to witness it and be a part of it and watch it unfold. And I just think it is such a beautiful thing to reflect in your own life of what areas have you felt that you've been in a disadvantage or where have people counted you out? And how can you use the underdog mentality to get you what you want in your life? What is your world series? What is your world series? You know, the Diamondbacks haven't been to the world series since 2001. I remember 22 years ago, I remember watching the game with my best friend and our mom's It's just so like, that was such a special moment in time. And the fact that we're here again is so crazy and so cool. I just, I, when I think about it, it puts a big smile on my face. And quite honestly, with everything that's going on in the world, this is nice distraction. It's not ignoring all the pain and the suffering that's happening, but it is a nice distraction. It's nice to go online and get to kind of highlight these Little bright spots. And I think this is just the balance of human existence is like there's pain and there's suffering and darkness. And then there's also this like light and excitement. And it's just this juxtaposition of being a human being. It's this ongoing contrast. I'm just so happy for all d fans, my husband, because they've just been waiting this out. And this is so unique. And I want to talk about what I see with underdog mentality and why this can be such a big flex in your life. I, in my business mastermind, there was a term for someone that was new that hadn't hit six figures yet. They're called underdogs and everyone was rooting the underdogs on like helping them out help get coaching them, like answering their questions. And honestly, when I started my business, I felt like an underdog. I, you know, externally, I was very privileged and I had a really great life externally, but internally I was at a very big This advantage for multitude of reasons. And so I always viewed myself as an underdog, but I just feel like I had nothing to lose. I went all in, I put my head down, I developed the necessary skills, and it helped me create great success in my business and my life. And that's why I think having an underdog mentality is a very underlooked mindset to have. I mean, I think about the diamondbacks, they were developing. A skill set for postseason. And everyone says regular season and postseason are two different seasons. And this is exactly why they were developing the skill set. They were getting to know each other as a team. They were vibing. They were jiving. They were doing all the things. And the manager said, He's like, a connected team is a dangerous team. And there is something to that, right? There is no ego where it's like one person is like, I'm the star. They are all the stars together. And together they're lifting each other up. And you can feel it. You can watch it. It is just so. Cool to see, and you can just tell that there is that vibe going down. And I think that that is another reason why being a part of a community and having that support system is so important because we shine brighter together. So let's talk about the advantages of an underdog mentality. Let's talk about this flex having an underdog mentality. Number one, the hunger for success, the underground mentality when you're like not favored at all, and no one is really paying attention, you just have this bigger drive and it's not for the external, it's the internal drive. It's proving it to yourself what you're capable of. And I think that that is one of the biggest drivers. It's everything, right? You're trying to prove to yourself, it's an internal, it's not needing that external validation. So that's, one of the biggest advantages of having the underdog mentality. The other thing is there's no fear of failure because when you have, when you're the underdog, you have less to lose, which can result in a willingness to take more risks. And that I, that was me. I was not afraid to fail when I started my business. I just, I think it's because I didn't know any better. I just put my head down and I developed the skills that I needed. I did what I needed to do. And I was just not afraid to fail because the alternative, I didn't want that either. I didn't want to be stuck where I was. So I just went for, it and I had nothing to lose. And so that to me is so important because most people, especially the women that I work with are so afraid of failing. And so when you have the underdog mentality, you're not afraid to fail because the other option is if you don't go for it, you're failing anyway. So you might as well go for it. You got nothing to lose. Right. Another advantage is flexibility and adaptability. When you have less resources and less rigid expectations, underdogs have a higher level of adaptability. You just adapt better to the challenges that are thrown your way. And that's a huge flex and also a very important skill set to have in life. So being able to be flexible, being able to be adaptable is huge. The other advantage of being an underdog is you just get to have fun. I loved the post-game interviews. And so many of the guys were like, we're just having fun, just baseball. And I was like, yeah, it's just baseball. Like, why not have fun with it? And I tell you in my own life, personal and professional, when I stop having fun is when it's really freaking hard. I put all these unnecessary pressures on me, expectations. I feel like the weight of the world is on my shoulders. And when I take that off and I just allow myself to have fun, that's when everything starts flowing together. So I think that's another big advantage of the underdog mentality. So let's talk about some of the strengths of an underdog and why you might want to flex some of these strengths in your own life. So the first one is the element of surprise because underdogs are overlooked. They can surprise competitors and onlookers with their skills and capabilities. It's exactly what happened with the Diamondbacks. No one was paying attention to them and they were developing these skills. It didn't just happen overnight. It wasn't just like... The baseball fairy godmother came down and sprinkled them with this magic fairy dust. I mean, maybe that happened, but no, they were developing these skills. They were practicing and training and learning from their mistakes and applying it to the game, which is what the element of surprise. The other hidden strength of an underdog is resilience. Underdogs have to develop a thick skin and have the ability to bounce back from failure and defeat, which is the most important skill set. And I'll talk about that in a little bit, but when an underdog overcomes obstacle adversity, this builds resilience and resilience is not external. This is internal. This is your ability to bounce back. It's your ability to fall down on your face, lose zero to 10 and show up a couple of days later and win and then win again. And that's resilience. And that is one of the biggest strengths of being an underdog. Another strength of being an underdog is your work ethic, right? When you don't have as many resources and you have lower expectations, you have to develop a robust work ethic because that is what's going to get you the result that you want. You have to be determined. You have to be disciplined. You have to show up when you don't want to show up. You have to get the feedback. You have to hear the hard things. You have to be there. You have to be present. That is a very important strength of an underdog. The other strength of an underdog is my personal favorite, which is optimism. This isn't about Pollyanna, like ignoring all of the, the criticism and the ba- like the negative. Like That's not what optimism is about. It's just about remaining hopeful despite all the evidence that they have against them. And believing that their efforts will eventually pay off. And I do believe, I mean, I know that where my podcast came from, Positively Real. That is a strength that I have. And I definitely developed that as an underdog. felt that way for most of my life and just believing. I mean, Ted Lasso, what do we know about Ted Lasso and their underdog, right? Believe, hitting the top of the the door lasso believe, right? That's what it's about is that optimism. It's so important to have optimism and to believe, believe in the unseen. And I will say, you know, (laughs) talking about it, Brian, I was like, they got spirit working with them for sure. Because statistically numbers wise, logically, this does not make sense, but it just makes sense in this, like in a higher power because of all of these things adding up. And so this is the underdog strengths. This is the flex of being an underdog. How does this apply to you? I mean, think about the areas in your life where you feel disadvantaged externally or internally, and how can you develop the underdog mentality to continue to show up and go after whatever your world series is? How does this apply to your life? How do you overcome personal professional challenges? Do you run away at the first sign of adversity? Do you judge yourself? Do you criticize yourself? Do you put unrealistic expectations on yourself? And if you do, how do you flip that script? How do you shift that perspective and focus your energy on being an underdog and coming out on top? No, I think one of the best things about uh, having the underdog mentality is you're way more focused on the journey, on the process than the end result, than winning world series. It's the, the, who the team is like the the team that they're becoming is what's more important than actually winning the games. Like, yes, I know winning the games is very important, but it is this journey that they are on, which will be their foundation for seasons and seasons to come because they're seeing how it's unfolding. And so one of the things that I want to talk about, you know, in terms of, Building resilience, because I think a lot of times we think resilience is something that's like this external skill that we learn. It's like you go to a resilience school, and yes, life does help you build resilience, but that is not how you actually build resilience. You build resilience within your body, within your nervous system. You want to be able to expand your capacity for hard things, for challenges, for adversity, for failures, for falling down, for defeat, and being able to bounce back and not let that deter you from your goal. That's resilience. It's not about not having hard things happen. It's about facing the hard things, learning from the hard things. You know, when you think about a sporting team, there's three things that are always happening and this applies to your life as well, but there's the training and the practice, right? You spend more time training and practice, right? than you do playing the game. And then there's game day. And then there's the opportunity to debrief and evaluate how game day went, but we spend most of our time training, doing practices. And this is what, why this is how you build resilience is what are you doing in your day to day? What are you doing in your day to day? That's helping you build resilience. Are you meditating? Are you journaling? Are you taking care of your body? How are you taking care of your mind? Are you eating nourishing foods? Are you drinking enough water? Are you getting sunlight? Are you taking care of yourself the way that we take care of our plants? Are you speaking kindly to yourself? That is stuff that has to happen daily. That's your training. That's your practice. Because when game day happens, you have to be prepared. If the Diamondbacks didn't train, it would not be in this position right now. And so what is your game day? What is your game? I always say, and you know, when, when life becomes crazy and the world is turning upside down and there's all this uncertainty, this is why we train for when these moments happen. And so you have to think about what are you training for? And are you doing it consistently? Are you showing up for your practices when you don't want to? And then after you play the game, after the circumstance happens, the challenge happens, right? You have to be willing to evaluate and see how it worked. What didn't work? What are you going to do differently the next time? And then you apply that to your next training. You apply that to your next practice. So then when the next game happens, the circumstance you're ready, you're prepared. And that's how you build resilience, The more that you practice, the more that you train, when things happen that you don't have control over, you know how to handle them. You are prepared. And then it's not about being perfect, right? It's about being willing to look at what didn't go great. How are you going to learn from it and apply it to the next time? Oh, I just love sports. Don't you? I mean, even if you're not into the game, just everything that goes into it is just such a beautiful parallel in life. And it's just a very fun time to be an Arizona sports fan. I'm just so happy for all of us. So happy for Arizona. I was just, this is a very exciting time. So great. So if you listen to this on October 31st, 2023, go D-backs game four. Let's go. If you have any questions about what I talked about, please let me know. If you want help building resilience, becoming a more responsive human being in your life, less reactive, go after your goals and your dreams from a place of commitment and a place of dedication, determination, courage. I got you now. I'm at capacity with clients for the rest of the year, um, but I am taking applications to work with me in the beginning of 2024 and it's starting to fill up. So if you've been thinking about coaching and you are looking for ongoing support, I'm your gal. I'm your guy. I'd love to hang out with you. I'd love to chat with you. I'd love to know what your goals are and how I can support them and teach you how to build your capacity so you can build your life. So there is a link in the show notes that is an interest list. So if you're interested in coaching, fill that out. I'll reach out to you. We'll have a chat. And if I can help you, I will let you know that. And then we could make a plan to work together in 2024. So that's all I got for you today. Thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for just being a supporter of Positively Real Podcast. I can't tell you how much I love and appreciate you. As always, if you have any questions, send them my way. Okay, that's it. Until next time, remember to love yourself, own your happiness and let your light shine because you're so worthy of it. Go D-backs.